Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Three, two, one. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. That's what it is. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. and gentlemen it is commissioner cooper and it's time for tss fantasy yeah yeah i hope everyone's laid back ready to chill we're mile high tonight in denver colorado afc west has been a fun tour stop on our vacation tour whatever you want to call it lots of great teams and we are in for a treat another great team tonight Let's get it started with introductions. Welcome into the studio, Justin Jesus Herrera. Hey, Nick. Um, we get it. You have a Gator shirt on. You don't got to, like, show it off every little bit of shit. No, I got a la- lazy collar. So, you know, he wanted that's to make why. Sure people knew, like, I don't have a Timber shirt on. It's, it's the Gators. Look here. You look like a damn talking carrot. Shut up. <laughs> like, this is my color. I'm in my color rush suit tonight. All right. I'm orange crush all the way tonight. He looks like Jim Carrey from Dumb and Dumber. To be fair, I do agree with Nick on that one. You do look like a sliced yellow bell pepper right there. (laughs) All right, well, you're colorblind because it's orange. Welcome in, Nick. You got Flander Macaronis. Oh, I guess that's my introduction. Didn't we have to go to Justin, or do we skip his intro? We already already introduced him. All right, so, all right, we are in the Mile High City tonight. We're going to talk about some nuggets and notes, and we're going to talk about some Mr. Unlimited, Russell Wilson. Can't wait to get it on the night. Yeah, it's exciting. Like I said, another great team in this exciting AFC West. All right, well, if you're watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. Why? Of course, all of our great content. I mean, obviously. But what's cooler for you is that we have a contest. By the way, I wish Fred was on tonight. Leroy Butler, in fact, asked Freddie. Are they trolling me? Why are they calling me Leroy? What is my name is Leroy? So for all of you who are trying to correct me, Leroy Butler left us a signed Hall of Fame jersey. 
hit the subscribe button. We're giving it away Hall of Fame weekend. It's that easy. That's all you got to do. Just hit subscribe. Pretty pretty simple, guys. All right. Also, don't forget tssfantasy.com. Nick unfortunately didn't uh, uh, didn't do my didn't do this for me earlier. So we you don't me for- do it now. No, it's all right. I'll I'll just plug it now. It's all right. It's too late. (laughs) Don't forget, we got got the roundtable. OJ, Juices Loose Mayor. He's got all his rankings, new articles, all great stuff on there. Also, we got the show on your fantasy league. Take your fantasy league to the next level. All that great info, tssfantasy.com. Don't forget to check it out. I haven't been doing this, and it's my bad. Don't forget, also... Follow the Belly Up Sports Network. That's our network we're on. We got everything from wrestling to racing. We got you covered. Make sure you follow that there. Also, Underdog Fantasy. Don't forget, we're getting close. Use the promo code TSS. Why? We're going to double your deposit up to $100. And what's super cool, we're going to have lots of fun contests, including Gatorland tickets, Miami Dolphin home tickets. I mean, we got it all, bro. We got it all for you. Just come on over. Hit get Underdog. Use the promo code TSS. Nick, why do we do things like that? Well, two reasons. One, because we can, damn it. That's, that's, that's why. And number two, because we are the fantasy show of the people, and don't you forget it. The people. The fantasy show. Yeah, the them too. Indeed, Dr. Miller came to Denver, not getting high with us, unfortunately, but he came, he saw, he conquered. Let's hear what he's got to say. Look. I'm a doctor, not an escalator. Spock, give me a hand. The doctor is in. We're at our final stop of the AFC West with the Denver Broncos. Hope you're ready for some pot brownies and elevation. No, just kidding. Welcome into the studio, Dr. Jeffrey Miller. Coming up tonight on the house call, we're going to talk about a guy who escaped last season with only a high ankle sprain. Ah, indeed. Well, speaking of, we're going to go right to this high, now new, highly high octane offense with Russell Wilson coming in. A lot of potential um, we've talked about many a times with Jerry Judy. Um, you know, when's he going to break out? Could he break out? Well, now is his time with Russell Wilson at the helm. So, Doc, we're going to go to you if he stays healthy. What's his percent to the bench for this upcoming season for Jerry Judy? I love that you said breakout. And you said it twice. And in fact, in my notes for tonight's show next to Jerry Judy, I had breakout question mark because I'm thinking maybe this is the year, right? I mean, you, you highlighted already, you're going to add Russell Wilson to this mix. And so you throw that plus a little bit easier receiver schedule for the Broncos. And I think breakout question mark is a realistic conversation for us to have. Can't have a conversation about this season until we just mentioned last year. Cause he missed seven games last year, six of them, were with that high ankle sprain. But I want to say that based on the hit, if you guys remember the tackle, foot was planted, he came down with a receiver behind him. He's really fortunate to have escaped that hit with only a high ankle sprain. You know, if we look, this could have been an ankle dislocation. Think Dak Prescott and how much time he missed. This could have been an ankle, maybe MCL or even ACL injury, just given what his knee was doing. Um, but, but in the end, it was just the high ankle sprain. 
And after having the offseason to truly rest and recover, which without surgery is what these injuries need, time for recovery, time to stiffen back up, given that he's had the whole offseason, and given that we didn't see this affect his late-season performance last year, I'm expecting him to be physically back to his first-season performance. So again, throw that in with the mix of muscle, Russell, West, Russell Wilson, not Russell Westbrook, not Russell Westbrook, Russell Wilson. And he's a 20% to the bench breakout question mark season coming up for Jerry Judy. Russell Wilson on the latter end of the teamwork uh, scale from Russell Westbrook, to say the least. Yeah, I love Jerry Judy going into the season, especially if he can stay healthy, to say the least. Let's go to the tight end position. And then the guy cannot pronounce his last name to save the life of me. Albert O going to the Broncos. I think it's just easier to say. Let's get his percent to the bench and a possible, again, another possible breakout star of uh, the season. So Albert O <laughs> tore his ACL during his rookie season, and that limited him to just four games. So realistically, it made last year, 2021, kind of like a de facto rookie campaign for him. And if we look at this this roster, you know, no offense departure in that Russell Wilson trade, plus the addition of Russell Wilson, plus being over a year now out from an ACL reconstruction, plus a contract season, there's a lot going for Alberto right now, right? So this is potential for a very meaningful fantasy year. And while I don't have breakout in my mind for him, I do have sleeper question mark next to Alberto. This could be a big deal for him this year. He's going to be on the field more with a fantastic quarterback slinging him the ball, and he's waiting to get paid next year. So maybe a sleeper, 40% of the bench. Oh, boy, you don't want to sleep on Albert O. All right, Dr. Miller, we appreciate you. We're closing out the AFC West. Next week, we go to the NFC West. So we appreciate you and hope you have a great week. Thank you. Looking forward to it. Doc doc dropping the fantasy knowledge for us. All right. We waited long enough. Sit back, relax, let yourself go. We're in mile high. Let's do it. Friends around the campfire. Everybody's high. Rocky Mountain High. I was just going to let that go. That was sounding so smooth. I mean, this is it. We're in Denver, John Denver, Rocky Mountain High. We got our experts in the building. Let's just start with our introductions. Brandon Sanders, you got a lot of stuff uh, that you're associated with. So let everyone know where, everywhere you're from, my brother. Sure. Uh, My name is Brandon Sanders. Uh, You can find me at CFF University. I'm with the uh, team at CampusDecanton.com. Campus Decanton is a website where you're doing dynasty football, but instead you're actually playing people in college. So as they're playing college football, 
they move to your NFL roster once they get to the draft. So you have the best of both worlds. I specialize in college fantasy football, so that's my niche. So guys that we're going to talk about today, I've watched for many, many years, and I do that as well. Um, I'm a former writer at the Fantasy Footballers and Dynasty Nerds, so I've been in the game for, for a while, but I'm happy to be here and talk about my favorite team in the whole wide world. The that is a very cool concept, to say the least, Brandon. I didn't know all of that, and now I feel educated and a little dumber for it. All right, also <laughs> welcome in Thomas Hall and from the Legends of Mile High podcast. And if there's something else you're from, please let us know. Welcome into the studio. Yeah, thank you for having me, uh, Thomas Hall. Actually, uh, part of Mile High Huddle and uh, Legend of Mile High is the uh, one of the podcasts on Mile High Huddle, uh, Mile High Huddle YouTube, and uh, it's really uh, it's kind of a blend of history and current events. So it's fun. Oh, thank that's you for awesome. having me. Yeah, you're very welcome, and we we'll definitely want to check that out. Let's welcome in. Um, he's not he's not a stranger to the show. We know Chase Thornton. He's part of the Belly Up Sports. Uh, podcast network and he's also a writer just released today a fantasy article on said bronco so make sure you go check that out welcome to the studio chase thanks for having me it's good to be here it's good to good to be on the the big time i feel like i've made it you know i'm here ma <laughs> i'm listen, here at tss fantasy show the people listen, hey, bring some swag Look at that bar behind you, bro. You trust me, you've made it. Just this is the Martin Bailey Basement Bar. This is this is where we broadcast from every Sunday morning at uh, at 10 a.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Eastern, uh, for the Belly Up Fantasy Live Dynasty Edition podcast. So we cover all things dynasty football. There, we'll talk some keeper. We'll talk some you know general strategy as well, but mostly focus on the dynasty there. Uh, my writing on BellyUpFantasySports.com. I I'm solely a fantasy football writer at the moment, and I focus on on all of it. So, Chase, it I'm in my, Chase, I'm in my garage, bro. Trust me, you made it. <laughs> Will, welcome <laughs> into the studio, sir. Will Peterson, and again, I apologize. I know you're a, a very well credited. Please let us know where where you're from, my brother. Yeah, I'm from uh, 104.3 the, 104.3 the Fan out here in Denver, DenverFan.com. Uh, sitting here in my living room. I've got the Jokic jersey, I guess, that way. I got the back-to-back MVP behind me, but Chase wins uh, best backdrop with a bar. I am definitely <laughs> Well, you certainly got the team represented tonight, to say the least. All right, well, let's get things started. We're going to talk about the Denver 2022 outlook. We got to talk about last year, unfortunately, to begin. 2021, 7-10, you know, fell a little short. Obviously, a team a little bit in disarray. Offensively, though, um, uh, for yardage overall, 19th. Um, which actually I thought was kind of impressive with the offense you had. Uh, points for, points scored, you were 23rd in the league. Um, on rush yards, 13th. Pass yards, 19th. Defensively, 8th overall in yardage. Number 3. I didn't even know this until I looked. Number 3 points against? That's pretty darn impressive. 15th versus rush yards, 8th uh, versus pass yards. Free agency, obviously, we know the big deal. Russell Wilson in the house, we know the big deal with that. Um you also improved the defense a little too. Defensive end Randy Gregory, um, de- defensive tackle DJ Jones, uh, Kawan Williams, cornerback as well. You lost Teddy Bridgewater. He's with America's team, the Miami Dolphins. Cornerback Bryce Callahan, um, you lost. And basically in the draft, you went defense, defense mostly. Um, Nick Benito, cornerback. I, my writing's horrible. You guys can educate me later. Tight end, uh, you did go get a tight end as well, so this might be somebody if Albert O struggles a little bit. Greg Dulcich, if I'm saying that correctly, could be somebody to look out for as well. All right, so I think, again, 
every time we talk about these AFC West teams, I'm up and down. I don't know what else to say. I'm going to say the same thing. I see you guys 11, 12 wins. Um, you know, this is going to be a battle down the stretch. Uh, I don't know who's going to win at this point, but you guys certainly do have a good shot to win it. I'm going to, but who cares what I think? That's why we brought all our guests in. Brandon, we'll start with you, sir. Give us your outlook for the 2022 Broncos. Sure. So with the addition of Russell Wilson, um, getting a lot of people back to healthy, uh, keeping a lot of the main defense that we have, defense is a center point for the Denver Broncos. Um, Like we were talking about off camera, it's an arms race basically in the AFC West. So we're trying to beat out the other teams. Uh, So other than in-division play, I think that we got a good shot against some of these teams. Luckily, we get the luck of the draw playing Jacksonville again. Teams like the New York Jets, um, the Carolina Panthers, and other teams that I think we could handily win that, you know, this year at least. Not to say that they're not terrible teams and could surprise us, and that's where we have to win the ones that we're supposed to win. Uh, but it would be great to get one of these wins against uh, maybe the, the Raiders in L- in Las Vegas, you know, trying to get these on-the-road games. That would get the momentum going. I think it's uh, like we talked about off camera, the first to 10 or 11 wins in this division is probably going to be the one that's going to lead the way. Uh, I do see us probably getting a lot better than 7 and 10. I do see us uh, realistically 9 or 10 game wins. Uh, best case scenario, maybe at 11. So that's where I'm kind of seeing it. All right. Thomas, what say you, sir? Are you are you going to are you going to give us a big bold prediction or are we going to go <laughs> middle road? <laughs> no, I uh, I am wildly optimistic on this Broncos team. Uh, every, I mean, pretty much all the teams outside of Kansas City really, I think, improved. But when you look at the biggest improvement at the most important position, it was the Broncos. They got a quarterback, future Hall of Fame quarterback. Uh, that is the largest improvement of any of the teams. And if you think about it, they were only really five games out of first place. They were seven, seven wins and uh, Kansas City won it with 12. So uh, the best, uh, the biggest upgrade at the most important position should get them a few more wins for sure. And on top of that, I think that uh, the other teams uh, kind of feasted on the Broncos. I mean, they got swept by the uh, the Chiefs. They got swept by the Raiders, split with the Chargers. That's not going to happen this year. So I think it's going to be a much closer race. And I think, like, uh, like I said earlier, 11 wins. I, I, I'm shooting for 11 wins. I think they've got 11 wins. And they win the division and march in the playoffs. Very battle tested because of this division and the AFC in general is pretty tough. So if they can get into the playoffs, anyone from the AFC West is going to make some noise. So I think they're contenders. Battle tested and a veteran QB to take you to the house. I I love it. Chase, what say you, sir? Well, you know, I'm from Wisconsin. I'm a Wisconsin Badger fan. So I remember Russell coming to Wisconsin and doing essentially the same thing he's trying to do this year. You know, he, uh, he originally, you know, came from North Carolina State, and he had been a star there. And when he announced he wanted to, uh, you know, possibly play baseball, they gave him the ultimatum. He decided he wanted to play football, and he signed with the Badgers, and the rest is history. Uh, he still holds, you know, most of the Badgers single, the important Badgers single season passing records. Um, led him to the Rose Bowl was was just phenomenal. Um, in his first year there with the team, his only year were there with the team. So, you know, I don't. It, we've heard good reports coming out of camp that he's been learning the offense well and, and that he picked it up quick. We know he had people out to his house for crying out loud a week after signing or a week after getting traded. Um, he hit the ground running just like he did at Wisconsin. Uh, and you're right there. You know, I think that they improved at the best, at the most important position in team sports. 
uh, and it was a vast improvement. You couldn't get a whole lot worse than what they had last year production-wise uh, and play-wise. You just, you just can't. It, it, there's no way to sugarcoat that. Um, so, yeah, when I look at, at their schedule, uh, you know, I see, you know, you're playing the AFC South. That's probably, honestly, that's probably a three and one or, you know, that's a three and one stretch for them. That's three wins right there. Playing the NFC West, that's probably a two and two or three and one split there. Um, so that gives you halfway to your five already wins that you wanted. You play Seattle, that's probably a win. New York is probably a win. Uh, that gets you to seven. Now, if you can split and go 500 in your division, you're at your 10 wins that we were talking about there, Brandon. Um, and if everything goes just right, I mean, 11 wins is not out of the possibility for this team, I don't think. Um, they're a good defense. They're not a great defense, um, but they're good. They're, they got a little lucky last year. That, that third point scored against, you can't count on only holding people to nine rushing touchdowns again next year that's awful tough duty to do for one year let alone two in a row um but i i think 11 wins is realistic for this team i think they're going to score a ton of fantasy points i think they're going to score a ton of real points um the question is is you know can they outshoot the rest of the afc west yep a shootout to say the least how the west was won what say you will what's your outlook for the 2022 product well, listen, we got to look back. I mean, since the day Peyton Manning retired, we have suffered through Trevor Simeon, Paxton Lynch, Case Keenum, Joe Flacco, Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, Brandon Allen. I'm probably missing a couple, but you get that. Brock Osweiler. Osweiler, yep. Yeah. They have been searching for a replacement, and it, it was John Elway's job for all those years. It's now George Payton's job, the new GM. And, and it's just been awful. There's been such a lack of excitement and energy around this team. And the second they traded for Russell Wilson, things got really exciting. I was at our radio studios when the news broke and hosts were high-fiving each other. Former Broncos receiver Brandon Stokely came up to me and he said, this changes everything for us. And I said, for us? And he goes, for us. Our shows are going to be fun again. The The city of Denver is going to be fun again. So it changed for us, but it also obviously changes for the – the team as well. I mean, it's been such a, a terrible combination of QB play since the day Peyton Manning walked out the door. And obviously the year they won Super Bowl 50, Manning wasn't great. It was Von Miller in that defense. So it's really been since 2014. Um, the energy's high and, and I have sky high expectations and I think rightfully so. Russell Wilson in his opening press conference said he wants to play 10 more years and win three to four more Super Bowls. So that's a little bit of hyperbole if any of us say it, but Russ himself said it. So I think you have to set the bar to 10 win minimum. I know Vegas lowered the number from 10 and a half to nine and a half just the other day. Oh boy. If they win fewer than nine and a half, nine and eight, eight and nine, that's going to be a big disappointment. I set the number at about 11. I think 12 and five is the ceiling, but but I just got to tell you guys, for the first time in legitimately six years, we're excited for training camp next week. Mr. Peterson, with all due respect, I'm a Miami Dolphins fan. I don't. You want to see my <laughs> list of QBs? <laughs> I got a long list, brother. Florida. There you go. Touche, <laughs> touche. Well, you got Teddy, Teddy Two Gloves down there now. <laughs> right. Teddy Two Gloves. No, what, what say you in your Florida Gators montage tonight? What say you uh, <laughs> on the Broncos? Cheers. Okay, so uh, I have you guys – what there, Old Bay? What? Okay, so I, said, I have to switch shirt. 
<laughs> I told you it was a lazy collar thing. I didn't, I didn't like it. So um, I got you guys at 10 and 7. I have you guys winning the games that you're supposed to win. Uh, and that's, that's those 10. And you might, you might steal a game, but I have you guys mostly splitting with, with a division. Um, again, now that you got Russell Wilson, you have a legitimate shot to win the game. I mean, just like everybody in your, in your division, uh, you guys, you guys are, are set up for success. And, you know, ever since John Elway was, was running the team and ever since Peyton Manning left, I think he got you bad quarterbacks on purpose so nobody would break his records because uh, because I'll tell you what he was like he's he's the one guy that can evaluate quarterback talent and he goes out and gets you, you think. Yeah. who whoever's got a rag arm you know here just hand it off so uh, yeah in all in all seriousness you guys got a legitimate shot your your defense uh, again third third against points last season. Uh, if you guys can can hold the line, you guys are going to be all right this year. Yeah, I mean, if any team holds the line, they're going to be all right this year, Nick. All right, Justin, what say you, sir, on the Broncos this this season? Nick, I'm going to say this. Sometimes the best players are not the best evaluators. If Joe Montana was the best evaluator, we'd have him in the front office now, not working hotel business and, and making money with his restaurants. Um, but I will say this. You got Russell Wilson. You got him out of my division. Thank you. All right, send him over there. I don't care. He get, you guys can have him. It's, your, uh, it's the AFC West problem now. Um, but as far as this team goes, yeah, Russ is Russ is pretty good. Uh, he's definitely going to elevate you guys past what Teddy Bridgewater could, Jesus Christ, and uh, Drew Locke. Um, so, you know, you got Javante Williams kind of coming into his own. Hopefully they kind of let a little bit more slack on him, kind of maybe make Melvin Gordon, maybe more of the pass catching running back. So keep him involved, obviously, but obviously you give the rookie a little bit more, especially when he did what he did last year. Um, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. Nothing feels as good as making others feel good. Those so-called feel-good holiday films? They can't hold a gingerbread-scented candle to the feeling of giving them something that gives them all the feels. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Shopify presents Cool Sheets from AHA to... Lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. <laughs> Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. I think Judy's a better receiver than Lockett. I think Metcalf is a better receiver than Sutton, but that's just my perspective on it. 
overall, I think you guys can go about 11-6. I think there's probably about a two-win variance and a two-loss variance, depending on how the season goes. But that's what I said about just about every every AFC West team. Um, There's going to be no real losers in the AFC West. There's just going to be one team that doesn't make the playoffs. And that's really what it's going to all be down to. Um, Yeah, you guys definitely have a – Damn good team, a damn good defense. Your defense was good enough to get you seven wins last year, and I think it could definitely hold for about a seven or eight win this year. It just all depends what Russ ups you to. Is it three? Is it five? Is it more? Yeah, to Chase's point, it is a tough task to to be to you know be the number three team that you're in points scored against again. However, if you're at least somewhere in the top ten with this newly high octane offense. Watch out for sure. Let's go opposite end. Will, we'll start with you. Give me the most favorite game for you on the schedule this year. Well, it's going to be cliche, but it's week one in Seattle, right? It's Joe Buck. It's Troy Aikman moving from Fox to ESPN. So it's their debut. And it's Russell Wilson returning. (laughs) It's Russell Wilson returning to Lumen Field where he played 10 years. He made nine Pro Bowls. He played in two Super Bowls. He won one. He obviously should have won two if they hand the ball off and he doesn't throw the pick against the Patriots. And week one, guys, let me tell you. They cannot lose. You can't go up to Seattle and lose to Geno Smith or Drew Locke because the Broncos gave up nine assets in that trade. They gave up three starters and a plethora of draft picks to get back Russell Wilson. Drew Locke obviously went there. Everything I'm hearing in Seattle is it's going to be Geno in week one. But regardless, can you imagine the shame and the embarrassment if Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos go and lose to the Seahawks, who I think – Honestly, our candidate to be picking number one overall, I have them as a three, four win team. So you got to go up there and make a statement and beat the snot out of the Seahawks and get off to a good start. And real quick, they have the Texans in week two. So I keep hearing, oh, well, they could get off to a slow start. New head coach, new offense, new QB. Guess what? You start Seahawks, Texans, you've got to start two and oh. And week one's the biggest game circled on my calendar. You know, I love doing these summer vacation shows because, you know, we learn stuff as we go. And so, of course, looking into their schedule and I noticed that and I'm like, man, in every fantasy league, I'm definitely picking up Broncos D because, man, what a way to start your fantasy league with those two cupcakes to start off with. What say you, Chase? Give me your favorite game on the schedule, sir. Well, as much as I'm looking forward to that one Eastern kickoff against Carolina week 12, um, I'm actually uh, more intrigued by the, uh, by the end stretch. Uh, their last three games are against some pretty – actually, their last five or six games are against some pretty damn tough teams. But uh, that game at Kansas City week 17 – um, that's, I mean, their last two games, obviously, like everybody else are divisional games, but that game at Kansas city is going to be huge on January 1st. Um, you know, it's, it's really easy to look at this division. We all kind of basically ran down the line just now and did it and say, Oh, they're all really good. Everybody's going to go three and three and split in the division, but you know, in, it's AFC West. Something weird always happens. Like somehow the Raiders are going to beat somebody twice this year or, you know, what it, right. things happen. You know, and the Broncos have a really good chance to be that team that can that can take two in the division from somebody uh, with their defense, with Russell Wilson, with that running game, controlling controlling the the entire scheme of the game. If their line plays uh, better than it did last year, they need to play better than they did last year. And that's a big question mark right now because it's up in the air for them. But that game at Kansas City very well could uh, could decide the division. 
Um, you know, they're definitely not going to be able to rest anybody the following week against the Chargers, but that week 17 game at Kansas City could be a, a big moneymaker. Chase, I think you hit on something and, you know, just a, a quick point as we've been talking about these teams and, you know, you, you, I think you hit on something there. Of all these AFC West teams, I mean, think about the team that could play in deep late in the playoffs. And when it's cold and snowy, you got two horses, Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. and a great defense. Man, I mean, like I said, I've been going over all these teams, and every time I'm like, wow, it's crazy. Thomas, what say you, sir? Yeah, I mean, outside the AFC West, obviously, every game in the AFC West, I think, is going to be an important game. But uh, the one that I kind of circled on my uh, on my calendar was the Los Angeles Rams. And for two reasons. One, they're the Super Bowl champions. It's a bet, great measuring stick to just see how – how good they are against the best team that, you know, from last season, and they're going to be good again this year. So it's a measuring stick. And it's also one of the uh, few teams that they have a terrible head to head uh, record against. I mean, the, the Rams have had their number for many years and if they can come away with a win against the Rams, that's going to be a uh, huge, huge for them. It's going to be a huge, uh, huge team win, both for, you know, uh, implications going into the playoffs, just how good they are, and also kind of to get the the monkey off their back against the Rams. They they have a terrible record against them. So, and and it's an end of the end of the year. They, they all those wins are important. So that's a big one. Yeah, big like you said, measuring stick. You're going against the last year's champ champions, of course. Great, great pick for that, Brandon. What say you? Give me a game. Hopefully, it, yours wasn't picked already. But give me one <laughs> that you may, maybe a second one you like, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so actually I'm going to – Chase was mentioning it, and he doesn't think it's a big deal, but it is for me, being in the state of North Carolina. I actually, (laughs) for personal purposes, I get to go into Charlotte and watch my Denver Broncos smash on the Carolina Panthers. Uh, It's something that happens like every four years, right? I got a fun story. I went uh, the year first year that Peyton Manning became our quarterback. We played the rookie known as Cam Newton. I started a Fig Newton chain that went all the way around Bank of America Stadium. So <laughs> I plan on doing the same for Baker. So if you got any fun chance you want me to stay, I'll try to get it going. But uh, for me personally, that's where it is. Uh, you know, I'm surrounded by Panthers fans and always good to bust out the, the Super Bowl 50 champion shirts and to go into Charlotte and feeling confident and seeing more orange sometimes than I do the, the blue of Carolina. So it is what it is, but that's why I like it because I get to go see it live. So that makes me happy. Awesome. Good pick there. And since Baker likes to wake up feeling dangerous, maybe that's your chance. Just dangerous. Well, dangerous. <laughs> you don't have to go far to make fun of. You don't have to go far to make fun of Baker. I mean, crime yeah, and he's the, he's the one quarterback the freaking Browns didn't want. Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird. That's what just a punchline in, in itself right there. Nick, what say you, brother? There are plenty of games to go around, but uh, I'm going to go with the uh, Arizona Cardinals game on December 18th because when you look at the schedule and where their record should be at that point uh, on December 18th, week 15, they should be right in the thick of it, uh, either looking to take control of the division or staying pace for the wild card. So uh, if they handle their business against the games, like I said, uh, the ones that they should have won, and Mr. Unlimited does does all his unlimited things, then uh, then he should be right in, right in the correct place to lead them into the playoffs. Um, there are question marks I have about the team as far as their, their wide receivers, but, you know, it's time to make, 
I'm almost at bay to give them a pass because of their uh, pedestrian quarterback play and their and their O line was was suspect. And this year they're coming in at at O line rank at number 19. So that's something that needs to be shored up, especially for that running game. And like Cooper says, when it gets down the stretch, and you know y'all live in Denver, or at least some of y'all do, the thin air. Um, you need to be able to run the ball. So that's where that running game comes in and that offensive line play. So again, December 18th, week 15, uh, uh, against Arizona at home. Thank you, sir. Justin, what say you? Give me your favorite game. Um, I'm going to go with December 4th against the Ravens. And that's because I think that's a huge momentum game. You guys are going into a death row afterwards. You got to face the Chiefs, the Chargers, Cardinals, the Rams, just a bunch of teams that are just going to be vying for playoff spots at that point. So if you go in the Baltimore, Baltimore is going to be a very tough game. They have a good secondary. They have a hard-hitting defensive front. You know, they're going to challenge you on all fronts. And then, of course, they've got the secret weapon, the the cheat code, Lamar Jackson. So it's really going to be a game where if you guys show out and win that game, you're going to have momentum to complete the back end of your season and maybe get, get a bunch more wins after that. All right, so we got, what, six people? You know, we went through six games. I mean, I got it. But listen, I think the easiest now, one, I will say, you guys know, I like the holiday games. Chase, that game on New Year's Day. I mean, we're on New Year's Day. We're going to be hungover, chilling, relaxing, get to watch Broncos Chiefs. That's a great pick. Listen, at the end of the year, though, we talked about how much of a battle this division is going to be. The last game of the season, you got the L.A. Chargers coming into Denver. I mean, if we're talking about this is going to come down to the end, this is probably going to be the game of the year, quite frankly, because of this division, all the excitement that's, you know, we've talked about, all these, you know, all the greatness that looks forward for these teams this year. That to me would be the solid pick, the one at the end. All right, guys, we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, it's time for some fantasy Jeopardy Denver Broncos edition. I hope you guys are ready. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hayden. We love fantasy football. We do? It's a fantastic game yet. Still not perfect. Like, I hate leaving high-scoring players on my bench. The worst, man. In fact, hate it even more when I put injured players and they're in my starting lineup. Can't have that. And I need a life. The waivers, the trades, every single week, it grinds on me. So... We at Underdog Fantasy want to make fantasy football easier for everyone out there. It's called Best Ball, and we set your optimal lineup for you each and every week. You can do it all year long. We have drafts going all the way from February to week one of the NFL season. What are you waiting for? Use our awesome early sign-up offer to get a little extra something on that first deposit and that first time you play on Underdog Fantasy. So you put them up, reach the skies, let the stars up above, cause it's one time for the underdog, one time for the underdog. So, unfortunately, when we have a big studio, the transition videos lag a little bit. So, my apologies on that. I'm going to have to kind of uh, pick and choose when I use the correct transition because it ends up lagging. So, before we begin tonight, fellas, if you haven't seen this part, basically, I don't have any fancy buzzers. So, what you're going to do is you're going to shout out your answer. I'm going to state the question. There's five answers on the board. 
You'll have three strikes, just like Family Feud, to close it out. If not, the other team will get a chance to steal. We're going to team up Will and Chase and Thomas and Brandon. So both of you guys, Thomas and Brandon, be on one side. Chase and Will will be on the other. And Nick, what would you like to add tonight? Okay, so when you say your answer, just say one answer. So don't rattle off the entire five. Right, so we can, you know, kind of get in the flow of things. All right, so does everyone understand the rules somewhat? Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. Nothing feels as good as making others feel good. Those so-called feel-good holiday films? They can't hold a gingerbread-scented candle to the feeling of giving them something that gives them all the feels. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Yes, let's do it. Sure. All right. Well, with that, we'll see how it goes. With all that said, it's time to play the feud. Uh, Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. It's going to be a long game. <laughs> Not going to be a long game tonight because we got Bronco experts in the building. <laughs> so we'll see how it runs, to say the least. Let's start out the first question. Speaking of running, Top five answers on the board. Here's your question. In all-time Broncos history, give me the rushing TD leaders of all time. Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis, Terrell Davis is correct. Now, I don't know who said that because everyone was kind of leaning in for it. <laughs> I think it was nope. Will. Will, all right. Will, you are correct. So uh, my bad on that one. Uh, Terrell Davis, he is number one on this list with 60 TDs all time. Will, you and Chase got control. What else you got? Chase, you got one on the top of your tongue or you want me to go? How about about Mike Anderson? Mike Anderson, get the salute out. (laughs) There it is. Uh, do we get to keep going? Yeah. Yes. All right. Yeah, sorry. You got, you got one? A little bit. I, I do have one. He got mm-hmm. traded for Champ Bailey, but I think Clinton Portis has to be on the list. Clinton Portis? Sorry. He's sixth? No. Sixth. Okay, so I was in the ballpark. <laughs> you were in the ballpark. Yeah. Very close. Number six. He had 29. 
close, but no cigar, as they say. All right. Uh, by the way, Mike Anderson, he was number four on this list. He has 36. What else you got? How about we'll go we'll go, we'll go in the Wayback Machine? Uh, Floyd Little. That's a good Floyd one. Little, I'm not even going to kick the correct thing, is correct. <laughs> he is number two on this list with 40. Three. Nice I didn't know job. Two. I didn't know he's number two, but that honestly. good good snag with that one, Chase. All right, what else we got? Uh he, he's he's one of the better running backs they've had in the last ten years. So I'm gonna go with C.J. Anderson. C.J. Anderson. I'm killing us, Chase. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> he, he was no. number ten with twenty five. No, twenty. I'm number sorry, 10. twenty. 10th rank with 20. Number 10 on the list. You guys got two strikes. You do have remaining. You got the number three and number five left. We do have the three and the five. How about he was good in fantasy for about a four-year stretch when he wasn't hurt. Uh, No Sean Moreno. No, Sean Moreno is a no-show for you. No. He was seventh with 26. Ah. All right, well. Video lagging again. My apologies. Yeah, sorry, my brother. He did not come close on that. Now, again, you guys, Thomas and Brandy, got a chance to steal. You can talk amongst yourselves. The number three and number five are still remaining. Thomas, I got one if you're ready, man. Uh, I'm ready. I I know who it is. I know who one of them is. Go for it. Sammy Winder. That's Ooh. it. Sammy Winder. Listen, I even, I even when I wrote this down, wrote slamming Sammy Winder. I don't even know if that there was we go. Mississippi. Oh! Yeah, that's a go. good one. Well, I, didn't think it, I didn't think anybody was going to snag that. Sa- slamming Sammy Winder at number Underrated, man. He's one of the yeah. most underrated. Bro- Under the radar. I mean, packs, I, I was surprised to see him on this list. And does you know, anyone know number five, Mister uh, Winder? I Mr. think it's Otis Armstrong. Is that right? Now, hold on a second, Mister Winder. By the way, if your nickname is not Slam, and I'm, my apologies. Yeah, number five. <laughs> number five, as Nick alluded to earlier, very interesting. Not a Denver running back. So who do you think it is? Elway. John Elway. John Elway. Elway. I was thinking about him, but yeah. Number five, all-time in Denver history. Played so long. Touchdown. Rushing touchdowns, 33. That is very impressive. Brandon and Thomas, you guys stole round one. So very good on you there. We're going into (laughs) round two, and I'm about to test some fandom. Here we go with, I love this question because I'm really going to see how, how how much you know your Denver Broncos team. Top five answers on the board in all-time Denver history. Opponents, give me opponents, top five that you have the best winning percentage against. I got one. Panthers. Whoa. Um, Will said Raiders first. Will said Raiders, and he's wrong. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, Panthers. Keeping my mouth shut the rest no, of the time. No, that no, that would have been my probably my guess too. I was thinking that. But. Okay. All right, we heard. It remember, was, the '70s happened though. True. I I did hear the Cleveland Browns also. Who uh, who shouted out the Browns? Oh, that's just mean. 
No, I no, didn't hear Bros. I, no, I heard I Panthers. Panthers. Yeah, me and Tom. I heard Panthers. Panthers. Panthers okay. Yeah. All right. My, who said Panthers? Who was that? Me and Tom. Was Tom. All right. For Thomas and Will, the Panthers is correct. They are number two on this list. Five. You guys are five and one all time against the Carolina Panthers. How about Does that? Does that include the Super Bowl? It, it's every Probably. yeah. It's all time. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> history between between franchises where i got it from all right guys you control brandon thomas you got you got the number two on the list no strikes what else you got uh yeah sorry i just did a study on this uh not that long ago so i better not nice. get any wrong oh, no. <laughs> I'll, I'll go i wrote an times. article about it <laughs> i'll go uh, right, brandon, Car- what else you uh cardinals the arizona cardinals is also correct they are number uh, yeah. one on this list. You guys are nine, one, and one all time against wow. the Arizona Cardinals. Okay, what else you got? Well, uh, someone was talking about the Browns. It's got to be on there. Yeah, the, Browns, the Browns, for sure. <laughs> the host gave the damn answer away. Cleveland <laughs> Browns is correct. They are number three on the list. You guys are 21 and seven all oh, that's, time. That's, wow. that's crazy. That all right. We got two more left. No strikes. What else you got? I'm going to say the Buccaneers. <laughs> the I was going to say the Bucs, too. <laughs> the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Is correct there. Yes. Let's go. We own Number NFC five South on here. this list. You're seven and three against the Bucks. Wow. So you are missing just number four. I'm gonna say it's NFC South. It's gotta be somebody think, bad for a long time, like the Saints or something. I think it's the Saints, yeah. Yeah, it's gotta be the Saints. Saints. The Saints, oh my god. Oh! <laughs> No mercy. That's nuts, man. Damn. In, in the history of our short little history of our show, <laughs> Run the no, one, no one has swept that category so far. That was very impressive, guys. I told you. <laughs> I just wrote it up about three weeks ago. <laughs> I just remember the Panthers. The other one was just remembering the MC South. That was it. So. <laughs> just run down there. And, yeah. Yeah. I, I hate to do it, but we're going to go. You guys are up 2-0. Chase and Will, you got to get in here. This is where you got to get in it. This is it right here, and we're gonna go. We're gonna go opposite end of the question. All time Denver history. Top five answers on the board. Give me the teams, opponents. You have the worst winning percentage against Rams. Whoa. Okay. I heard Titans first, but I don't know who said it. It was Brandon. Brandon. It was. It was the same team, Titan. So Titans, well, so Tennessee Titans is correct. They are number four on this list, 16-23-1 all time against the Titans. All right, what else you got? I'm going to say I'll let Tom's go if you got one. Well, it was it was the Rams. I talked about that yeah. earlier. Definitely right. the Rams yeah. got to be one of the lower ones. The Rams is correct. They're actually tied with another team um, on for, for second or third, whatever you want to say. But you are five and nine all time against the Rams. All right. What else you guys got? There's – it's not – I think Buffalo Bills is what I'm going to go with. The Buffalo Bills is correct. Wow. <laughs> Number five on this All list. All these bad man. memories, man. This, I'm this calling shenanigans on this because this is just a little bit suspect, <laughs> if you ask me. 
16, 22, I, uh, and one. That's my bad for not looking up. Thomas wrote an article on this. Like I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was uh, it was part of the an- analysis. Uh, but I I feel like they had a terrible record against the Raiders in the AFL, and they've not really recovered. I, I'm going to go with the Raiders. That's a long time ago. The yeah. first yeah. wrong answer. Ah. We got some drama. My bad. My bad. That was so close, though. Uh, Mine said top five, and they were bottom five. I would have felt like an idiot. So. All good. You got you got the number one oh, and man. number two tied to remaining, and you got one strike. Okay, so I have to go back old school. I'm going to say uh, the commissioner's team, the Dolphins. You're damn right, the Miami. Come on, man. Wow. They are – you got – listen, they are number one on this list. Really? This team, you guys are 6, 12, and 1. I've just been done defeating this oh. They got to be number one in something, right, Nick? I got to get – Yeah. I got to get – Give me something to pat my chest about. All right, guys. One – one team remaining. It's one that's left. You got two strikes know, left. Did we there. say the Titans already? Yeah. Yes. Did, yeah. They, they, they had a terrible yeah. record back in the Houston Oilers days. So. Yeah. yeah. You, do, you have them. Um, there. Same thing for the Dolphins back then. You can say it again. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to say it's a random team in the NFC. Uh, um, do we have a time limit? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm going, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go like, NFC East or something, um, like uh, something random, like the Eagles or something like that. <laughs> I swear to God. I yeah, something random it. on this. <laughs> oh! Oh, yeah. no the sweet, baby, the sweet. I, I might be calling shenanigans tonight, but regardless, <laughs> listen, if you prepare for our show, and watch it. I'm just as happy. And that's oh. what happened tonight. Listen, congratulations, Brandon and Thomas. That was very, very impressive. You are tonight's winners. And then, as as we know, uh, the loser, you know, you guys know what's up. It's the loser time. So you get nothing, you lose. Good day, sir. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. It's wintertime. 
when temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. What they say on Mortal Kombat? Flawless victory. <laughs> that was very impressive, to say the least. You guys were all over it tonight. No, that might have been the fastest game we've ever had. I mean, really? it was pretty. I mean, it was a pretty quick whooping. That's I have to say. Man. I don't know. Seems pretty long on this end. God. Chance to talk again, at least. Right. Well, I mean, I, I'm sorry. I, I really did remember some of those teams from when uh, when I was writing that up. So I, I did have an advantage. So I'm sorry. That, I, that's <laughs> awesome. All right. I, next time I should have played off. Should have went to my other questions. My bad on that. All right. We're gonna take a quick commercial break. We get back. The fantasy show. Of the people is actually going to talk about fantasy. Crazy enough. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone. It's Commissioner Cooper from TSS Fantasy. Want to give your own fantasy league that extra professional touch? (laughs) Say less. We got you. TSS was based off a show that we did on our own fantasy league. Night, night, night. Sorry. And now possible trade. You're on your way. (laughs) Now we want to bring that professional, fun, and creative side to your fantasy league. And you can do it for as low as $5 extra per owner. Oh my. I will guarantee it will increase your interactions within the league, create more fun, friendly banter. And give your league that extra real life feel that you didn't know it needed. to interacting with you and your league soon. Don't forget tssfantasy.com. Go visit it today. Get signed up. We are the Fantasy Show of the People. All right, the Fantasy Show of the People. It's time to talk some fantasy football. I hope you are finally ready. All right. What's going on, Cooper? Oh, geez. The lagging video, man. I'm so sorry. And literally, that thing just played three times in front of me. I'm like, what is going on? My apologies, guys. Like, you hear yourself talk that much. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) anyway, we got, listen, when we got to start with the Denver Broncos, we've been talking about it all night. Russell Wilson. Last year, we know we had some injuries. You heard me and and the doctor talking about a little bit. 
16th overall last year and the games he was healthy in. And, you know, and again, when we talked about his performance last year, obviously that was hurt a little bit by his injuries when he was in. So that obviously affected his play last year. 2022, I got Russell Wilson number six. Really like this offense, really like their chances. Um, and, you know, again, you talk about the running game. You can't stack the box. You can't do nothing against this team because they're going to hit you from all angles. Really, really like Russell Wilson this year. Justin, what say you? Uh, surprise, surprise. I have uh, three of the elite quarterbacks in the AFC West in my top four. Russell Wilson rounds it out in number four. I think that there is a little bit that's lost with Russell Wilson. I think he has degraded a little bit. His arm is not nearly as strong, but he has so many weapons around him. He can't fail. Um, you know, he's got a slot presence in KJ Hamler or Tim Patrick, wherever they want to go with that. He's got a great possession receiver in Jerry Judy, and he's got an excellent field stretcher in Cortland Sutton. He's got everything he needs. Plus, you you add in the fact that he's got a tight end who can go deep in Grant Dolchich, and you got Albert O, uh, whatever they want to use with him. So it's going to come down to the line and how much they uh, initiate the run game. That's one thing I worry about with Nathaniel Cackett coming over. He might bring the Mike LaFleur style of offense. They have said that they're going to let Russ cook, but, you know, so did Pete Carroll for a little bit too. So, you know, we all know taking coaches at their words is sometimes a dicey game. Um, so I, I have him at four. I think he's going to achieve a lot. I think he has the opportunity to make a top five appearance. Um, and, yeah, that, that's that's – I guess that's just going to end my analysis right there. <laughs> <laughs> way, to, way to close it out. I love the transition. Nick, what say game. you, sir? Okay. So we had brought up earlier uh, how Russell Wilson should have had two Super Bowls if if he didn't throw, throw the ball. I don't put that on him. I put that on Pete Carroll as probably the dumbest Super Bowl call of all time. Uh, bar none. The dumbest call ever. So um, with that being said – uh, you want Russell Wilson stats of, of 2020 when he threw for over 4,000 yards and, and 34 touch, uh, 40 touchdowns. You don't want last year's when, whenever he was hurt. So, uh, this, I have him ranked at number six this year. Now, what may bring him down again is the offensive line play. Let's see if that's going to be suspect. And number two, um, I'm going to say that unproven receivers. Because again, of what we said last year, uh, they had that that uh, pedestrian play, and then you guys were so you know I even forgot about Tim Patrick. I mean, he was one of your most consistent receivers, and I just been focusing on Hamler, Sutton, and Judy. I I forgot about Tim Patrick. Yeah, you're horrible. All right, let's. It's been a while. It's been a while since they. They had a chance to speak. So let's go to Will first. Will, what do you say, my brother? Are we, are we right on Russell Wilson? Yeah, I think so. I mean, the, the weapons are electric. You have the four receivers and the two tight ends, plus both Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon can catch the ball out of the backfield too. So that's really eight pass catchers on this roster uh, between Sutton, Judy, Patrick Hamler, Alberto, Greg Dulcich, Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams. So he's going to have a plethora of options. And I think he's not going to go very high in drafts, no matter your style, whether it's an auction or a snake or whatever, you're going to be able to get Russell Wilson either late rounds 
or, or very cheap. So I think he's a legitimate quarterback option. And I do think this whole let Russ cook thing, I believe in and I buy in because while I understand we can't take coaches at their words, he forced his way out of Seattle because they, they wouldn't give him what he wants. The Broncos have a new head coach in Nathaniel Hackett. What's he want to do? He wants to get Russell Wilson ingrained into this offense. He wants to gel. And let's not forget, guys, this team just got sold. The new owner gets introduced on August 9th. Right. You know, Rob Walton's got $80 billion. Everyone says, oh, well, a coach gets two or three years. Nathaniel Hackett wasn't hired by Robson Walton. If he has one bad year, he'll buy him out and he'll fire him because he's worth 80 billion bucks. So Hackett's got to be on Russ's side here. He's going to let him cook eight legitimate fantasy options. I think he's a top five fantasy quarterback this season. Yeah, uh, again, this is why we do the summer vacation. All the inside tidbits. Gotta, <clears throat> excuse me, gotta love it. Chase, what say you, sir? Very interesting. Let's ride. Let's ride. Thank you for that that sound bite, Russell. For the rest of of our lives, we'll we'll always have that. Um, yeah, Denver about to get that Walmart money behind them, and uh, yeah, I, I agree. I don't hack it coming from Green Bay. You know, he's he's seen enough to know that you've got to let your best player do what your best player does. And Russell Wilson uh, is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Um, I'm not worried about their running game, hurting him at all in fantasy. He's coming from Seattle where that's pretty much all they ever did was run. Uh, and he still was a locked in top 10 fantasy quarterback when he was healthy last year, he was hurt. He missed all those games. He was not great when he came back and he still was quarterback 15. I mean, a terrible down, a terrible down year for him was QB 15. If you had him as a second quarterback in, in a two quarterback super flex type league, you were still sitting pretty last year with him outside of the three weeks or so that you missed him. Um, you know, I, I think that, like I said before, he's, he's taken command of the situation. He's a leader. He's not going to be phased by the idea of playing somewhere new. He's not going to be phased by the idea of playing in cold weather. Um, I I have him so uh, solidly in my top ten rankings, probably somewhere around number six. Uh, but he is he has every opportunity to make number five right now, uh, or break the top five right now. Um, he's got you know, like you said, well, he's got a great receiving core that's deep all the way through every skill position. Um, he's got familiarity already with with Melvin Gordon, having played with him in college before. There, I, I I would think that's the main reason that Melvin Gordon resigned with them you know, familiarity with the city and familiarity with the quarterback. Um, the big thing, like we've talked about, like we brought up already is what is the offensive line going to do? They were only the 19th ranked offensive line from last year, according to, you know, PFF. And my understanding is they're not really, they're not really necessarily locked in yet at who's going to be their starting five across the board. Uh, we can assume that Lloyd Cushenberry is probably going to be their center, but he wasn't great last year. Um, they actually pass blocked pretty well, all things considered. But, uh, you know, they did get Billy Turner back. They signed him uh, after the Packers let him go. I was sad as a Packer fan. I was kind of sad to see him go. He's one of those solid guys that's not, you know, not flashy. You don't hear a lot about him, but he's a solid player. He knows what he's doing. Um, you know, if that offensive line can play well at all, that would be the first time that Russell Wilson ever gets to play behind a good offensive line. And uh, he could really make, do something special this year. He's not going to be phased by, by the idea of a pass rush in his face. He's played with that his entire career. 
Yeah, so certainly, uh, say the least. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do this year because I think he is finally in a finally in a position where his skill set will be utilized by the team to fully benefit the team, and that could fully benefit his fantasy managers. Yeah, no, absolutely, Chase. By the way, I'll take an old-fashioned, smoky old-fashioned on the rocks, by the way. <laughs> Thomas, what say you, sir? Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to agree uh, with Chase there. It's uh, this offense, if they're going to <laughs> build it around Wilson, he's going to have the opportunity to have MVP-type numbers this year. Um, so I did this huge study and I won't explain it all, but I basically looked at every quarterback AFL NFL since 1960. And then I scored across all of their major statistical categories per game on a per game basis. And then I, so for this instance here, what we're talking about, I looked at the last five years, any quarterback that's played four of the last five years, number one, Pat Mahomes, then Rogers, Drew Brees, who's retired. And then uh, Tom Brady, number five, Russell Wilson. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. And this is in an offense offense that he was not, was not designed around him. So what regardless of what they say about, oh, he had a down year last year, if you look at a per-game basis, he actually had a pretty good statistical year. If he can stay healthy for the entire year, he's going to put up some huge numbers. And I think his line's going to protect him a lot better. Number one, they're going to have a solid running game. I think the uh, wide zone fits. Uh, a lot of the players on that, except for maybe Cushenberry on that line, better than the uh, power running game. I think Risner's going to be better. Bulls is going to be better. Like Billy Turner coming in. If he gets the starting job, he's going to fit right in. And I think you, you got a battle between Glasgow and Miners uh, for that final guard spot. So I think they're, he's going to have a better line than he's seen. He's not going to have as much pressure in his face. He's going to have uh, Cortland Sutton. And I know, you know, there's some doubts from last year, but Sutton uh, had a knee injury. He was on his way to being an all-pro caliber type receiver, blew out that knee. He's two years removed from that. He's an awesome 50-50 ball type of guy with a great mentality to go after and get that ball. Judy, one of the best separators in the league. I mean, he's going to have the opportunity to get the ball in pass catcher's hands and put some big stats up this year. So, he, I mean, he's going to be ranked – you know, easy in the top 10 for quarterbacks, uh, maybe even higher. He probably can get up into the top five this year easily uh, for fantasy points. I think a point you all have hit on very astutely is that we've talked about Russell Wilson in Seattle. How many years have we were like, oh, man, if they could just protect him. Now he's got a line to protect him. Man, that's pretty darn exciting. I don't think he'll even know what to do. He might have a happy feet back there. Brandon, <laughs> what's that you, sir? Uh a lot of these are very valid points. So I won't go too much more on Russell Woodson because there's not much more to be said. But I did look it up. You know, I spent a lot of time in the college world, so I had to readapt into the NFL world. Uh, I saw on ADP and Fantasy Pros that he's going as the QB10 in overall 74th overall. That is criminally underrated. I feel like mm-hmm. you could get him at a steal. Uh, a lot yep. of people I see in uh, when they're doing mock drafts, whether it's the fantasy footballers or other guys that are out there in the in the the fantasy space or whatever, they're taking him in the later rounds already. So if you can get him now, 
I, I'm assuming it'll jump up a few rounds as we get into September and it gets time to you know rock and roll officially for the redraft leagues of the world and stuff like that. But for those that are in Dynasty or those that have played, you can get Russell Wilson fairly cheaper now. You should do it before he explodes. Right. And I think he becomes a top five guy. Uh, I do want to point out that uh, – Russell Wilson is seeing similar things that he's seen in Seattle. And a lot of people are paying attention to that. Uh, coming from the college side, Cortland Sutton was an absolute raw talent come out of SMU, right? He's seen that before. And what do we think of DK Metcalf? He was only one route guy, only could go out the side as well. Cortland Sutton did yep. the same. But coming into the league, Cortland Sutton has jumped leaps and bounds as far as what he's able to do in the receiving core. So he got that. And my favorite secret weapon, and we'll talk about him, is KJ Hamler who from Penn State knows how to take a top off of a defense, and we've seen that in Tyler Lockett. So there's a lot of similarities that Russell Wilson's accustomed to that I think he's going to shine bright, not to mention Tim Patrick's an absolute dog, and I think he's a great. Yes. And he, yeah, Tim Patrick is a dog. So, like, he's 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 a guy that he has all this talent around him, including Judy, and it's made Tim Patrick a better receiver because he's with all this talent around him. So Russell Wilson's set up for success, guys. It's just coming down to the O-line, which I think is much more improved, and the defense is looking strong. So, uh, And shout-out to my boy, Javante Williams from North Carolina. When a Tar Heel becomes a Bronco, it's the best thing to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. Well, good. Like, listen, I mean, that's how you segue, Justin. Let's talk about the running backs. <laughs> I mean, again, these guys both last year, like this was just non-PPR, I looked up 17th and 18th respectively. Wow, that's crazy. Other than Chubb and Hunt, you can definitely argue this is definitely the best tandem uh, running backs in the league right now. This year, I, you know what, I, I was echoing what Justin was saying. I think they should and hope that they lean more on the young man a little bit more this year. Melvin Gordon with a one-year deal. So I'm looking this year. I got Javonta Williams. I actually have him 12th at RB, and I moved Melvin Gordon down to 25th only because I feel they're going to give Javonta a little bit more of the carries and the receiving, receiving reception. Excuse me, Justin. What say you, sir? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty much in the same ballpark as you. I got Javonta at 10. I'm not somebody who is uh, scared of the fact that he's only got 60% of the touches. I mean, they split it 50-50, and they brought Melvin Gordon back on a one-year deal. Like, they're not – he's not the long-term. He's just there to make sure that everything goes right, and probably because Russell Wilson called in a favor for his old uh, college teammate, like Chase said. Um, But, I mean, other than that, I mean, I think Gordon still has a good chance to uh, be a good running back this year. Like I said, 24, that's an RB2. RB2 is a handcuff. That's amazing. I mean, you're going to be getting this guy at the RB3, RB4 value, and if he can put up good numbers for you like he did last year, I mean, they were both neck and neck. I believe he finished in between the RB18, and then, you know, Javante was right behind him at 19. So if he can finish in the top, you know, 24, good on him. Um, But, yeah, I think the one thing that's going to really stand out here is that we're going to see Javante take it to that next level where he's going to be having a lot more breakaway runs, kind of like all of, kind of what uh, you know Derrick Henry does, where we're just going to see him hit this hole. And like Chase said, they're bringing the wide zone. So all they're really doing with the wide zone is they're setting up these lanes and they're asking him to identify it, attack it, and just go, go home. So wide zone is something that's becoming huge in the league. And it's because it's been successful in places like San Francisco and Green Bay. Um, so I think that this is definitely, you know, going to be set up for a good run here with them. And, you know, hopefully a balanced offense means that there's more fantasy points to go around for everybody. Yeah, heard that. Everyone likes that, right? All right, Nick, what say you, sir? 
yeah, uh, I concur with pretty much what uh, what both of you already said. As, as far as you know, uh, Melvin Gordon, he's basically in the same boat as we discussed last night with as with um, Jacobs, Josh Jacobs for Las Vegas. Uh, he's he's on his way out. I mean, clearly, he's not the coaching staff guy. Uh, he, like I said, he's only around like like what Justin said for the reasons. Um, you know, they're giving those passes. There's their screen passes, which are nothing but long handoffs anyway. So they're getting a lot of their a lot of their points and and their receptions that way. Um, I do have respectively Javante Williams at 15th and William, um, Melvin Gordon at 20. Even though was it last year uh, last season, Cooper? You said they finished 17th and 18th. I think you're going to have a little more separation because I think they're going to give a little more playing time to to Williams this season. But again. Uh, they're they're both RB twos. Uh, Gordon's just on the lower end of that. All right, Brandon, you got in last last time. We go first this time. What say you on the RBs? Sure. So let's go ahead and you know get it out of the way. We do appreciate Melvin Gordon coming back for the insurance policy, and his he's coming on his twilight. We've all seen it where usually running backs after the age of usually 26, 27 starts to see a decline in their in their production stuff like that. So, I, but I can't discredit what Melvin Gordon's been able to do both in L.A. or the San Diego, wherever you want to call them, or if you know his time in Wisconsin, he's been an absolute stud, and I think he's great because he does play more of the uh, the brute role. Whereas Javante is the fresher running back. He is, you know, coming off of his rookie season and he's dominating. And I think he deserves the majority of the carries. Uh, Javante Williams currently is RB9 for uh, fantasy pros overall. I think it's a little steep. A lot of people are very hyped about the Broncos running back. So I understand completely. Uh, I think he can be RB12. That's very comfortable for me to say. I could say he could go all the way up to RB10 if you really push it, I think, uh, depending on what Gordon does. But Melvin Gordon at RB36 is criminally underrated as well. I think he should be in the 20s. So yes. if you can't get Williams early, I say you swag or, you know, instead of Zig, you Zach, and you take Melvin Gordon in later rounds as a flex play, you know, on against, say, uh, you, you go against the Panthers, sure. So when I go watch them in Charlotte, throw Melvin Gordon in there in the flex and you got it going on. So uh, I think those two guys can get it done in the run game. And I think, uh, you know, Javante Williams is on his way to becoming one of those guys that are the likes of uh, Ezekiel Elliott and those that we trust in the fantasy community here moving forward. So, yeah, agreed. Thomas, what say you, sir? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I love Javante Williams. I mean, he, just the the way he runs is amazing. Uh, never quits. He's going to get the bulk of the carries for sure. Uh, I think they're going to not go the fifty fifty route this year. They're going to lean heavily on Williams. But there's two two concerns that I have. Number one, I think uh, Melvin Gordon is going to rob a lot of those touchdown um, carries that Javante Williams gets. Uh, Gordon's got a nose for the end zone. He's proven to be one of the better backs at uh, getting into the end zone over his career. So I think he's going to come in more often in the red zone, and obviously that's going to hurt Williams a little bit. And then the other thing that I have to see from Williams in the the zone scheme is the ability to um, uh, to read and and cut and be, you know, be able to do that consistently. Some of the time, sometimes last year you could tell he uh, was a little bit lost behind the line and uh, some of those uh, runs that uh, were kind of stopped right at the line. So there's a little bit of concern, but obviously I think Williams is going to have a better yardage year uh, than Gordon by quite a bit. I think he's going to get pretty close to 300 carries, which will put him around, you know, 11, 1200 yards for the, uh, for the season. So that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good um, production. And then Gordon's probably going to have, uh, more touchdowns, but less yards. All right, we all seem to concur so far. Chase, you agree? 
Do I like Javante Williams as a player and as a football fan? Hell yeah. I love watching that guy run. It's a brutal, fun style. He, I mean, guys cannot tackle him. You know, he'll carry guys for 30 yards. Just watch the Ravens tape. Uh, I think he's, he's got the ability to be a good running back in this league, but he was a good running back in this league last year. And I'm not worried about Melvin Gordon taking any carries away from him because I don't think if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You've got the same two guys you gave a 50, 50 split to last year. And you've, you've got everything there to be successful in that backfield. Don't forget Nathaniel Hackett came from green Bay where they have Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, AJ Dillon had more rushing yardage last year. Aaron Jones was more of the pass catching back, but they were almost literally split right down the middle there too, 50, 50 in terms of targets and touches. Um, they don't need to pile everything on the young running back right now. Melvin Gordon doesn't have a ton of carries for this point in his career. He's 29 years old. This is his age 29 season, which is typically that running back cliff that we all fear, but he doesn't have a ton of carries relative to that age. Like some other guys do. He could still have a couple of productive years. His last two years in Denver were actually uh, his two of his better and more efficient years that he's had in terms of, you know, uh, yards per carry and, and that. Um, so I don't, I don't think that we necessarily, you know, everybody jumped on the Javante Williams bandwagon when they thought Gordon was going to leave in free agency. And then he came back and everybody was still on the Williams bandwagon. I love him as a player, uh, but I don't see where they have to try and give him some kind of, you know, giant uh, touch share this year when they have the same guy back with him that led the team last year. Um, And, you know, and don't forget that he's never necessarily been that number one feature back. He shared the, he shared the backfield in college with Michael Carter. He has, he had a great year as junior year, but he's never had to be that number one pounded, you know, mega touches per year guy. He has always split his touches uh, in his career, in his rushing career. And you've got the same guy, like I said, last year, they were 17th and the rankings that I was looking at, they were 17 and 20 in PPR scoring. They were separated by three positions. Why should they be separated by 20 draft positions? We're always looking for value in a fantasy football draft. Right now, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When I deployed, I didn't realize that even the air I was breathing was dangerous. Since coming home, I've watched friends get sick and struggle to get the support they deserve. But now, that's finally changing. We're eligible for new VA health care and benefits based on when and where we served. Even though I feel okay, I'm going to apply for my sake and for my family. Learn more and apply today. Visit va.gov slash p-a-c-t. 
if they pull anything close to what they pulled last year, Melvin Gordon is a gigantic value in comparison based on the draft capital you're going to have to spend on Javante Williams. I love them both. If you get either one of them, you're going to be a happy camper with them, but you're going to get much better value out of taking Melvin Gordon, I think, because you can get him later. And I think you're going to get similar production to what you saw last year. All right. We got a Melvin Gordon siding in the house. Will, what say you, sir? Yeah, Chase, I let you down in uh, Family Feud, but I have to disagree <laughs> with you. I got to disagree with you here, man. Okay. Melvin Gordon sat on the fan or the free agent market for a long, long time. And there was a sense of he wanted to leave Denver because he still thought he was going to be the guy. And then every team he talked to, no one had a role for him as the guy. I think this shifts this year to about a 70-30 uh, timeshare. I think Javante Williams is the workhorse. And let's remember, Javante Williams was George Payton's second pick in his first overall draft as the Broncos. Pat Sertan was the first. Javante Williams was the second. I think they brought back Melvin Gordon as an insurance policy, but I think that George Payton really envisions Melvin, Melvin Gordon as a backup on this team. And I think that's what he shared with Nathaniel Hackett and Justin Alton and the coaching staff. Listen, guys, Melvin Gordon is like fighting with media members on Twitter here in Denver on a daily basis. The Denver Post called him selfish, and he went on a rant about it. And and it it was just like so cringe because while the Broncos were holding mandatory – or excuse me, voluntary minicamp, Melvin Gordon was doing a podcast just like we all are in North Carolina at the exact same time. And Russell Wilson was there. And Justin Simmons was there. And Pat Sertan was there. And Melvin Gordon said, I'm too big time to show up. I don't care. I'm doing my podcast in North Carolina. I don't think that endeared him to the coaching staff at all. I don't think it made a shaky relationship with a front office that just gave him money as a backup any better. I really think that Javante Williams is going to get the bulk of these carries. And guys, I got to tell you, this is a story to watch come week eight, week nine, week 10. If Melvin's only getting four or five carries a game, you know he's going to pop off about how unhappy he is with his timeshare and his workload. I would stay far, far away from Melvin Gordon. I would invest heavily in Javante Williams, and I frankly wouldn't touch Melvin Gordon in your fantasy draft. Wow, some wow. big wow. news there, to say the least. All right, let's Was that a Woody Hayes uh, poke? <laughs> <laughs> Woody Page? Yeah, 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 Woody Page. Oh, I thought you said Woody Hayes. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, Woody Page still. Uh, he's still pushing buttons here in Denver. Yes, he's a, he's an icon <laughs> in the Mile High City. All right, well, let's move on to the receivers, and I'll add the tight end in here as well in an effort that we all maybe can cuddle up with the wife later. So let's go to, of course, Cortland Sutton first. I mean, actually, we just go through these guys. I mean, honestly, I just don't know who to pick between Judy and Sutton. I know um, Judy, for you, Justin, is the guy. I just don't know, quite frankly. I don't know who he's going to gel with. I think one of you mentioned earlier um, the connection with maybe K.J. Hamler. Who knows who this guy Maybe Tim Patrick. It could be any of them. So I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm really not sure where to put who. But right now, I got Cortland Sutton. 13th i got judy 25th is what i got right now last year doesn't really matter but last year um courtland sutton was 47th and uh, jerry judy was 95th overall obviously not a big deal um being that they didn't have russell wilson at the helm albert O, by the way was 29th last year this year i got him 21st i talked about him though earlier 
could be a big sleeper in tight ends. We always talk about it every year. There's somebody who pops up out of nowhere. Alberto could be that guy this year set up with Russell. Who knows? Justin, what say you, sir? Uh, yeah, so surprisingly, actually, uh, Sutton is my 15, Judy is my 20, and Tim Patrick is my 51. Mm. And so I I like all of them for different reasons. Um, I actually, you know, Cortland Sutton, I think, uh, I can't remember who said it, but, you know, DK Metcalf, yeah, he's pretty much DK Metcalf in a nutshell. Um, he's, you know, he's... 6'4", I think he's like 6'3", 6'4". He's a giant of a man. He's already had a great season before. He kind of just needs to prove the naysayers that that wasn't just one fluke year. Last year didn't really do it for me. Um, But obviously he had – what did he have at quarterback last year? It was nothing to write home about. Um, As far as Judy, he needs to just stay on the field. I mean, this guy needs to play 17 games in a season. We need to see him for 17 games. He seemed like he was going to be okay early in the season, and then he just kind of faded away. Um, Tim Patrick, probably one of the biggest steals you can go grab out there still. Still ranked very low in dynasty drafts and fantasy drafts in general. This is a guy who at any given time could pop off and who we've seen in the past. Russell Wilson has made so many different receivers that were undrafted guys or late round guys, or not even, you wouldn't even think about him on the roster. Like I look at Freddie Swain last year, catching three touchdowns. and I'm like, I would have never known who the F Freddie Swain was until (laughs) Russell Wilson threw him the ball. You know, he just, he finds the guy that's open. He is one of the smartest quarterbacks in the league and he doesn't, he goes read to read. He doesn't care who it is. Just like we were talking with Justin Herbert. He doesn't care who you are. If you're supposed to get the ball, if you're open, you're open and you're going to get it. Um, another guy I really liked because I heard camp news that he was coming back and that he was looking to immediately bond with um, Russell Wilson was KJ Hamler. I think he's an awesome talent. Um, he needs to get stay healthy this year, but he's somebody they could easily use out of the slot. They could easily put him in anywhere in the, on the field, and he can make an impact. Um, but yeah, I mean, he goes in and you know has some breakfast with Russell Wilson. Next thing you know, we got Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford again. And guess what, guys? He's practically free in your drafts. So why not take a shot on a guy who could be the next Cooper Cup? You heard it here first. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> now, you could say with guys like Tim Patrick and K.J. Hamler, there are a lot of dark horses in Denver. All right, Nick, let's say you, sir. <laughs> no pun intended, right? So, uh, yeah, I have – right now I got Cortland Sutton at, at number 14. I got Jerry Judy – at number 26th, I don't have uh, Patrick or Hamler ranked as of right now. But out of those four, my favorite is KJ Hamler because I followed him all at Penn State because I'm also a Penn, Penn State fan. But uh, I'm looking for Jerry Judy to make the big breakout year because, you know, he's got potential, potential. Like he was such a stud down at Alabama. And I remember, I remember um, uh, just the – college analysts raving about him and uh again he had pedestrian quarterback play so you really can't put uh, a whole lot of stock in what he had 
pre Russell Wilson, but this is this is the time. If if they're gonna do anything, if they can't do anything with Russell Wilson, I mean hell, Russell Wilson made Will Disley. Okay. No one had heard of Will Disley until Russell Wilson started throwing the ball. So uh with with that being said, I'm gonna move on to Albert Okoe Boonham. Okay. Oh, well, Okoe yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> I had to make sure that I say it as right so I didn't stutter all the way through it. Okaway Boonham, I have him because because he kind of came out of nowhere and he kind of came on late. To me, I really don't know what he does uh, because Noah Fant was just all over the place. I have him at right number 24. And again, he could skyrocket up week two, three, and four. So until, he, until I can see what he does and, you know, preseason doesn't count, I have him ranked respectively at 24. All right, Will, what say you, sir, on the whole receiving core of the Broncos? Yeah, I think Jared Judy's getting a ton of the headlines right now, but you look at what Cortland Sutton did in 2019 with Joe Flacco, Drew Locke, and Brandon Allen. He had 1,100 yards and six touchdowns. He reminds me so much of the late, great Demarius Thomas, maybe not with the speed, but with the size and the ability to go up and get the football. I think Cortland Sutton's your clear number one on this team when it comes to wide receivers. I think Judy's worth a flyer, but he has three touchdowns in two years. Guys, he had zero touchdowns last season. Zero. Former first-round pick out of Alabama. He's not a bust yet, but he has another bad year, and he's teetering on that label. I would I would lean Sutton way over Judy. And then at the tight end, we've heard the name a couple times. But, guys, I'm, I'm here to tell you, I think Greg Dulcich wins the job in the next couple weeks. They spent their second overall draft pick. On Greg Dulcich, obviously they traded a hole in the uh, in the Wilson trade and, and took Nick Benito out of Oklahoma with their first pick, but they took Dulcich, a touchdown machine out of UCLA. Listen, Alberto was drafted by the previous regime, which was John Elway. He was coached by the previous regime. And, guys, he was drafted because he was Drew Locke's favorite target at Missouri. Drew Locke's no longer with the Denver Broncos. I lean towards Dulcich, uh, uh, kind of to, to Justin's point of you can get Hamler for nothing. You can get Dulcich on the free agent wire. Don't even waste a draft pick on him if you don't have to. But to me, the biggest upside, Sutton wide receiver one. And I think Dulcich is the tight end one within the first couple of weeks of the season, if not week one. You got to love it. We're in Denver and Will's dropping nuggets. All right, Brandon, what say you, sir? I'm on uh, with the Will train, actually. I was going to bring up that uh, Dolchis is from the new regime. Uh, in college, Dolchis averaged about 11 fantasy points per game. If you're looking at college fantasy production to go along with it, he was highly targeted about a name called Dorian Thompson Robson, which you won't very hear very much on an NFL side. But if you can get that much production with DTR, imagine getting it from a guy that knows how to use the tight end in Russell Wilson, right? So I definitely am on board the Dolchitz train. I actually say take him. If you haven't done your dynasty drafts, which you haven't already, what are you doing? Please do that, hurry. Uh, but you need to take him, whether it's in the fourth round, third round of your one, or try to trade with a guy and get a guy that maybe thinks that he's a developmental, but not realizing that he is a, a legitimate threat to Albert O. Uh, some tidbits on Jerry Judy. Uh, I like him. He's a great player. Don't be wrong. Uh, and he had great quarterbacks around him, so he played with the lights of Mac Jones and Tua, so he had all this great talent around him. But here's the thing with Jerry Judy. He comes to play when he wants to play, and that's where Jerry Judy needs to come to play 
this is the NFL. He can't rest on just pure talent that he got from high school to college, going to the one of the best universities, you know, in the world here in the college realm. He is playing now in Denver, and I get it. I'm not saying Jerry Judy is a bad player. I'm just saying that he needs to show up when the time comes to show up. Me personally, I'm a cool and Sutton guy. I just see a lot of the DK Metcalf, the raw talent, turning into like really good one. He does remind me of DT. DT is my favorite Denver Bronco and forever will be right behind John Elway. So he holds near and dear to my heart. So Sutton reminds me a lot of DT. Uh, my favorite, honestly, other than that one, I've already talked about KJ Hamler, but I think Tim Patrick would probably be the more likely wide receiver to play on the other side of Corlin Sutton. And like I said, Tim Patrick playing with all these athletic talents like a Judy, like a Sutton, you know, like Hamler or Hamler, who's come from Penn State. He's he's learning how to, you know, develop that time that he has there in Denver. And he's taking the best advantage of it going from what I believe undrafted to undeniable. So I definitely am more of a Tim Patrick lookout for and more of a uh, look for Greg Dolchich with KJ Hamler being sneaky pick. KJ Hamler's wide receiver, 115 fantasy pros, dude. That's ridiculous. Just grab Hamler wherever you can get him, man. He's going to be a Tyler Lockett-esque. I mean, I'll I'll go ahead and state it for the record. I mean, he's he's going to probably be Denver's uh, Lockett. So pay attention to those three names in particular, but don't deny that Sutton's going to be the wide receiver one in the alpha. So. Yeah, where they're ranked currently, I mean, if they show up at all, I mean, he talked about value. I mean, there it is right there. You got it in a nutshell. Thomas, what say you, sir? Yeah, uh, well, I'll tell you, uh, everybody's been throwing uh, DT, uh, great receiver <laughs> around and kind of comparing him to Sutton. I, I agree. He's, he's got the similar body style, not the speed. But one thing that I think he had uh, over DT is that he's a way more aggressive to the ball. And he just goes out and gets it no matter what, almost every time. And, you know, he's a little bit down year last year after his injuries. Uh, and it wasn't quite the same, but I think he's back. Uh, I think he's going to be an incredible number one uh, receiver for this team. Uh, Jerry Judy is a question mark, obviously. Uh, we've, everybody's kind of touched on some of the things with Jerry Judy. Uh, Tim Patrick is your reliable. He is going to get you yards. He's going to get you some touchdowns. He's going to get you some catches. And I think he's going to have another similar year to last year, even though there's not many balls to go around. Uh, worry a little bit about KJ Hamler recovering fully from that injury before he's ready to really go. So it might take a while. He might be towards the you know back half of the season before he's really, uh, really productive. So that's a, a little bit of a concern for me. Uh, as far as tight ends go, Albert, Albert Aquinabum is going to be uh, he's going to be using the slot a lot more, I think, this year. So you're going to see him getting some catches. Uh, a lot more than you would think uh, because he's, he's got that kind of ability to do that. Uh, tight end position is. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're team, team ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. It's a, it's a tough one to catch on early and really be super productive. That's why I'm kind of leaning away from the rookie, Greg Dulcich, because, you know, he's uh, he takes a little while to, to get acclimated to the lead, league as a tight end. It's different than throwing a rookie running back in and, and doing it. But I'm going to give you one name that, is this going to be a surprise to everybody? There's, it's a West Coast offense. It is a um, wide zone. There's a one fullback. He's actually kind of an H-back fullback on the roster, converted tight end, Andrew Beck. 
make you sneak in a few catches mm-hmm. every game out of the backfield uh, when nobody really is going to be looking for it. He's a pretty decent pass catcher out of the backfield as a converted tight end, kind of H-back role, and he's the only one on the roster, so he's going to be getting a lot more playing time. He's going to be the guy you're cursing out when <laughs> Devonta Williams didn't get in or whoever. That's your guy right there. Chase, what say you, sir? Close us out. Give us your perspective on the whole receiving core and tight end with the Broncos. Well, we'll start, we'll, we'll start with the tight ends, and I, I agree with, with Tom there. Um, the only thing that gives me pause about Greg Dulcich this season is that it's his rookie year, and he's a tight end of the NFL, and typically they don't do real great in the transition their first year. It takes a while. You've got a lot to master as a tight end in the NFL between the blocking and the new route trees and that kind of thing and, and responsibilities and reads. Um, Albert O. Quegbonum is a very athletic player. Uh, he was there last year. He's shown some flashes when he's, when he's gotten the chance to play and when he's been healthy. Um, I like him better this year or in a redraft format for this year. I don't doubt that Dulcich can take the number one position. So in a dynasty format, I'm big on both of them because they are both very young, very athletic. Um, I love the way Dulcich plays. I like his athleticism. I, I, I just, I think he's a, he's a very good fit for that style of offense too. Um, but he's a rookie tight end in the NFL this year. That's the only thing that gives me pause on him. I love him as a player and I like him going forward. So if you're in dynasty format, kind of like what Brandon said, if you're in a dynasty format, grab the guy. Yeah, don't let him right now he's right now he's going more in like the late second uh round of rookie drafts. Uh McBride obviously is the number one uh guy that everybody's talking about. Uh and he's going borderline, depending on the size of your league, he's going borderline end of one, you know, beginning of two. But uh, you know, Dulcich can be had. Dulcich can be had in your rookie drafts. Take him in dynasty. As far as the receivers go, um, I'm lo- I'm also one of those. I'm looking for a Judy breakout this year, and I think he can do it. Uh, I think if he can stay healthy with his athleticism and and his speed, and combined with now he's finally playing with a quarterback in the NFL, um, I think he can do some great things. As far as Cortland Sutton goes, and if you read my article today, you saw this comparison. Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick are almost literally the exact same size. They are both six, four. I think Sutton has like four pounds on Patrick Sutton is like we said, I think will brought it up uh, that he's very aggressive to the ball and he does great with 50, 50 balls. He'd probably win. He'd probably catch a lot more if he wasn't always contesting 50, 50 balls. He's not that fast. Neither is Patrick. They had, they ran almost an identical 40 time as well. Physically, there's not a lot different between them. And, I hear a lot of comparisons. I hear a lot of people saying, oh, you know, Russ likes to take the downfield shots with the big guy. He likes that DK Metcalf style. He likes that DK Metcalf size. Both of these guys have it. Sutton and Patrick both have that size. If you look at the course of their careers, and we have more to go on, granted, you know, than with, you know, with uh, Tim Patrick because he's a little older, but if you look at the course of their careers, Patrick actually scores more points per touch per target than Cortland Sutton does. Cortland Sutton has been to this point, And some of this is inefficient quarterback play, but 
Tim Patrick's been playing with the same inefficient quarterback play, and Tim Patrick has been the much more efficient player. He's got a much better reception percentage. Uh, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't miss as many of the balls that come his way. And uh, on top of that, he just he scores fantasy points. I agree that he's a stick mover. I like him in that role. Um, I don't see why he can't be that downfield threat. I think that if the coaches are smart and if they're looking, they will put all three of these guys on the field at the same time. I know they like, you know, I know that in, in Hackett, what he comes from in his coaching lineage, they like 12 personnel a lot. They like to put two tight ends. Well, they've got a huge luxury right now because they can put two tight ends on the field and still have a pick your poison going on on the outside with either Judy and Sutton or Sutton and Patrick or Patrick and Judy. They can do that in 12 personnel, but if they put three wide outs on the field and they've got, they've got a guy like Judy with his athleticism in the slot and the two giants on the outside that can both go get the ball. And it's the same guy, whether you're throwing to the left or the right, they could be a scary, scary pass offense this year for, for opponents. Uh, you know, I mean, like you said, we've got two running backs that know, we know that can catch the ball too. So who do you cover if they've got either tight end or both tight ends on the field? If they're in three wide outs or two wide outs, doesn't matter. They're going to be a matchup problem for people in the past game. But I think that Tim Patrick is vastly, vastly underrated. Um, and I think that Cortland Sutton is getting by right now on his name value. Uh, last year, same quarterback play. And yes, Sutton was hurt a little bit, but with one fewer game and 13 fewer targets, Tim Patrick led this team in fantasy points last year. Uh, this coaching staff will look, they will be smart. They will use their best players when they can. I think I look for Patrick to have a big year as well. Not just, I don't think Sutton runs away with some giant fantasy year. His best fantasy year, 2019, that we talked about, he was still wide receiver 19 behind DJ Shark and some other people. So, <laughs> I mean, he was, I, I like Tim Patrick. I'm not taking Cortland Sutton as high as I think everybody is going to make you have to take him. So if you sat here and listened to our analysts tonight, you have zero idea which <laughs> <laughs> some of us like Sutton, so it's like Tim good Pat, debate. I mean, it's everywhere tonight. Listen, we appreciate you guys so much. Denver is is a great team. You guys have been great guests. Let's start with Will. Do me a favor. Let everyone know where they can subscribe, follow, do whatever they got to do to listen and and follow your great stuff, my friend. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Uh, biggest one is going to be denverfan.com. That's 104.3 The Fan's website. Writing a ton of articles up there. And then uh, on Twitter, at Peterson Will. Peterson is all E's. There's no O in Peterson. S-E-N. I had to correct that my entire life. So at Peterson Will and uh, denverfan.com. It's either Berenstain or Berenstain. Who knows? Brandon, <laughs> let everyone know, my friend, where they can follow, subscribe, and, and uh, follow all your great material, my friend. Sure, absolutely. Um, the main thing is going to be campusdecanton.com. Please go check us out. Like I said, a great format to where if you want to play uh, college players and NFL at the same time, you can play in one big league that's available to you. Of course, when your college players graduate or go to the draft, they go to your NFL roster and the repeats after yourself. Go, so go check that out. Um, 
Of course, uh, I don't do a lot of the articles. I'm more podcasts. So I have uh, two. One is the Future Freshman Podcast, where we actually cover uh, recruits that are coming out of high school and picking the university that they're choosing. And we're showing you what they're capable of in the system that they're playing in. So if you're trying to get on some of these guys like a Cortland Sutton or KJ Hamlin that came into college, you want to see what they look like in high school as a freshman. And if they're going to break out in college, and especially in college fantasy, I'm, I'm the guy to check out. So Future Freshman Podcast. Of course, we do the uh, bet on C2C. So if you like college uh, DFS, I do that as well. So if you're trying to win you some money on DraftKings and FanDuel and the other guys that are out there, go check that out as well. Um, and of course, you can find me at CFF University. Give me a follow if you will have any questions about Campus of Canton or just uh, college fantasy football in general. I'll be glad to help you out and guide the way. So I appreciate you having me on, guys. We appreciate having you. And listen, I have to say this. Like, I, I got four kids. I got one day. So first of all, I want all of our guests to come back on later and join us during the season. But Brandon, in particular, when we get into college and the draft, we definitely need you on, bro, because on our show, we are slacking in the college realm. So we would appreciate it. Absolutely. Thomas, my friend, it was great to have you on. Let everyone know where we can subscribe, follow, and listen to all your great stuff, my friend. All right. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you for having me on. It was a great time. Even though I don't do a lot of fantasy football, it was fun to banter back and forth about it. Uh, yeah, I, you can follow me on Twitter at Thomas Hall NFL. Uh, pretty easy to uh, to see that on my screen here. Uh, you can follow my writing work at MileHighHuddle.com. I uh, put articles out there uh, fairly frequently, uh, trying to do as many as I can. And then my podcast, which is Legends of Mile High, which is a blend of history and current events for the Broncos. Uh, we have some good names come on. We had Carl Mecklenburg on. Uh, it was amazing. And it's a, in, in the morning, so sorry about that. It's a 7 a.m. <laughs> in the uh, morning at Mountain Time on Fridays. But uh, it's a fun show, and I tell a little story called The Mile High Legend at the End, which is an interesting story about the Broncos of the past. So tune in, check it out, or go to Mile High Huddle YouTube. You can There's a playlist there, Mile High Legend. You can find and uh, watch all the past episodes. Actually, Fairly new. I've only got uh, eight or eight or nine episodes in, so it's a fun time. Thank oh, you very much. Out, get out there and subscribe. Even you know, obviously, if you're a Denver fan, but even just as a football connoisseur, that sounds like a great program to follow. Great stuff you got there, Thomas. Indeed, Chase. Thank you again. Appreciate one of me getting a drink the whole show. Appreciate you <laughs> joining us. I love the article today, so we check that out. Let everyone know where they can subscribe, follow, and find all your great stuff, my friend. Well, like it says on the screen, follow me on Twitter at STTChaseFFB. Uh, you know, I'll give my takes on there. Uh, and, you know, you know where I stand on things before the article comes out. Uh, but you can check out my articles. I've got a couple out right now. I've got a Packers, a Browns, a Broncos preview right now uh, at BellyUpFantasySports.com. While you're there, check out the rest of the guys that are there and girls that are there writing articles for you every day. Um, I'll have a few more coming out here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, you know, before the season starts, we're trying to preview every team and I'm signed up for quite a few of them. So keep checking back. It'll keep coming. Keep bringing the great stuff, Chase. We do appreciate it. Um, again, go visit belly up sports podcast network, all the great stuff. We got wrestling. We got ra- We got it all basically for you. Regardless, Denver has been a great time. The AFC West is exciting. Like I said earlier, this basically, this NFL season, the, the uh, I guess the mantra is how the West is won, no doubt about it. We're going to be really excited to watch this race. 
We appreciate all of our guests. And again, hope you come join us um, again later on the season. We can, you know, maybe even later on talk about some of your favorite games and see how well the Broncos are progressing. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you next week for the NFC West. And we are out. We're on a mission. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.